Welcome to Unleashing You. This podcast is your permission slip to create success your way. I'm your host, Amanda Riffey, a certified success coach and female business leader who has climbed her way up the corporate ladder. I've been through burnout and back and found the tools to bring fun and enjoyment to my career while creating powerful results and leading in a way that feels authentic to me. This show brings you conversations with women just like you who have created massive success for themselves and are doing it in their own way. We'll hear about their personal journeys of growing their career while still prioritizing the things they love most. If you are ready to be challenged and encouraged to reach your next level, then buckle up, sister, because the road to dreamy success begins here. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the very special Highest Self bonus series within the Unleashing You podcast. Within this series, I am sharing my own personal stories. So as many of you know, I pride myself in highlighting stories of women who I admire, who are creating their own version of success. And I will continue to do that. But I felt it was important to sprinkle in some of my own story in there too. It felt like it was time for me to be just as vulnerable and real as my guests are on this show. So that's what this series is all about. It is sharing very personal stories of mine that have completely changed the trajectory of my career and my life and maybe shedding some light on why I do what I do and why my mission is to help female business leaders create their own version of success, to create a life that they love, to create a career that they love, and to be able to show up as their highest self as well. So thank you for tuning in today as we get into another one of my stories. So with this one, let me start by telling you about the old me. So especially if you haven't listened to the episode prior to this, I would encourage you to press pause and go back and listen to that one. But let me just set the stage just in case you haven't listened to it. I was the definition of a workaholic. So while I absolutely valued time with my family and my friends, my actions did not always line up with that. During the week, I found it almost impossible to shut off work at the end of the day. I would be eating dinner and see that new email notification or hear that chat ping come through my phone, and I couldn't help myself. I had to look, and even worse, I had to respond. While others would be taking time to unwind or watch TV I would work on projects for work each night until I had to go to bed. Then I would start the cycle all over again, being one of the first ones online the next morning. Now, this wasn't my company that was forcing me to do this. This was Amanda thinking that this is what she had to do. 
to be successful. Now, I'm a three on the Enneagram. So if you are familiar with that, you know that I have the natural tendency to throw myself into accomplishing goals. I always want to get my to-do list done and as quickly as possible, even if that list was way too long to begin with. I think it's safe to say I was addicted to productivity. I would use my PTO days for jam-packed adventures. And when I wasn't on the road, we were hosting friends and family at our new home in Colorado almost every weekend. There wasn't a moment of downtime. I just wanted to fit it all in. I had my sights set on a high-profile career where people needed me, they needed my ideas, while also proving that I could still spend lots of time with the people who were important to me. I was determined to do it all. But there was one person that I was forgetting to prioritize in this scenario. Me. So I want you to take a second and not think of it through my lens, but really think about it for yourself. Think about your life right now. How much are you prioritizing yourself? So as my story continues, I know you all can relate because we all lived through it, but when the pandemic hit, it threw me for a loop. Suddenly, everyone was home all the time. My entire family was doing work and school from home. There was no travel, no visitors coming to our house, not to mention the added pressure of the overwhelming fear of the unknown. How long could this last? What does all of this mean? I remember watching news story after news story with more terrifying reports of the world crumbling all around us, and no one seemed to have any answers. The days were long. (laughs) I would wake up early, make my coffee, and head straight to my computer. My calendar was packed with corporate meetings where everyone was frantically trying to figure out how to pivot at a time when our clients were shutting their doors day by day. And then layered on top of that was all my kids' school meetings. I would run from room to room ensuring that everyone was showing up for their next class on time and completing their work. My husband was working mostly in our basement, equally as stressed out, trying to adjust lesson plans and teach his high school students in this all-new virtual world that seemed to happen overnight. And trust me, when you're a science teacher and your lesson plans are based on in-person labs, the next day you find out that's not an option anymore, you have to pivot quickly. Weeks went by and we began to realize that this was not going to be a short-term adjustment. After an emotional breakdown at my desk, sobbing into my hands, wondering how I was supposed to keep going like this. I realized that I was holding on tight to a routine that used to work, and it hit me. I had reached the point of major burnout yet again. Something had to change. 
And I'm curious if this is something that you all can relate to, because I'm sure I can't be alone in this. After that moment, again, I realized I could not keep going like this. Our family couldn't keep going like this. There was no end in sight for this pandemic, and this was our new normal. New normal sounds so cliche now, but things become cliche because they're true. We were facing our new normal. The life that we knew before wasn't coming back anytime soon. So I went straight to the practices that I knew always provided me with clarity. I took long walks. I practiced yoga. I sat in silence. I gave myself space to allow new perspectives and ideas to reveal themselves. I didn't have the answers, but I knew if I gave myself that silence in that space, they would appear. I also started binging any podcast that I could find that talked about boundaries. I knew that had to be part of the answer, but boundaries, as you can tell from my story, weren't really part of my everyday vocabulary. So here's a highlight of the things that I changed in my life one by one after that moment. And probably no surprise to you, these are habits that I have kept long after the pandemic as well. These practices have allowed me to set healthy boundaries, uphold them, and begin to show as my best self at work and at home. I used to think of boundaries as selfish or mean. So if you're thinking that, you aren't alone. But they really are quite the opposite. Prioritizing my needs and the needs of my family over other competing priorities like work has created a beautiful sense of balance in my life, and it hasn't taken away from the results that I've seen in my career. In fact, I've seen some pretty dang amazing (laughs) results in my career since then. I've received two promotions in three years. I've made the largest bonus I've ever made in my career to date. I've upskilled my team to take on responsibilities that were once mine. I started my own business. (laughs) I adjusted my hours at my corporate role down to 32 hours a week while still keeping my position and my title. I started this podcast and I've launched many coaching offers where I work with my dream clients. I want to really emphasize dream clients. And I'm launching my first epic in-person women's event in February. And of course, I haven't just seen wins in my career. I'm now spending more quality time with my husband and my kids than I ever have before. I say yes to girls weekends and exploring new places with a heck of a lot less guilt. I think there's always going to be that little bit of mom guilt, but far, far less guilt. I have time for long walks, yoga, the gym, and investing in my own personal growth. And I block time for school pickup, evening sports practices, date nights, impromptu outings with my family. Okay, I know you're thinking, okay, that's great for you, but you haven't told me how you did it. So you know I'm not going to leave you like that. Here are four quick things that I changed in my life that have helped me get there. And these are all things that you could begin to do today. So the first one is making space for focus time on my calendar. I love creating focus time blocks on my calendar throughout my workday. 
I use Google Calendar and it truly is called Focus Time, but I'm sure there are similar features on other platforms. Focus Time ensures that I have sections of my day where I can get things done. Before I implemented this practice, I would be overwhelmed and overscheduled with meetings all day long, leaving the only time for actual work in the evening when I'm with my family. I realized that if I didn't have that time protected on my calendar, it looked like I was free. And so people would take that space as they should. Your calendar is free, schedule time. But when I have those protected project or focus blocks on my calendar, it shows that I'm busy, which I am because I'm doing my actual work. And so people have to schedule around them. So now I stay in control of my calendar as much as possible. And I create space to follow through with the items that I commit to in those meetings. So number two, turn off email and chat notifications on my phone. I'm not gonna lie, this one was a hard one. There was a version of me that would have never thought that this would be possible. But one day I realized something. When I'm in front of my computer, I'm working. And when I'm away from my computer, I'm not working. Simple, right? (laughs) But that means that I see all the notifications I need to on my computer during the time that I'm working. If my time away from my computer is intended to be a break, or family time, why would I continuously suck myself back in by seeing these notifications fly by on my phone? Turning off notifications was one of the best decisions I ever made. I didn't miss essential items, as I feared that I would, and it helps me truly step away from work during the hours that I know I need to. Okay, number three, protect my most creative times of the day. So for me, this is early in the morning. For you, it might be different. If you want to know more about energy cycles, check out my episode with Christy Borbis. It will blow your mind. But using the hours in the morning for me, which is my most creative time of the day to work on projects that really require my creativity and my brain power has helped me become so much more productive in a short amount of time. I've found that my brain and energy are primed for creation in the early morning hours. This means I can knock out something, training content, a proposal, or even a podcast episode like I am doing right now in a fraction of the time it would take me if I use the afternoon or the evening hours to do that same activity. And it also allows me to fully focus on that task at hand without the guilt of needing to do something else. I have those times of the day blocked for the activities that my natural energy cycles are primed to do. And I schedule those tasks when I'm primed to do them. So again, if you're like, tell me more about these energy cycles, go back, listen to my episode with Christy Borbus. It'll change you for sure. Last one, number four, take PTO days or vacation days to rest or focus on other areas of my life that need attention. This was probably one of the biggest and most impactful changes that I made during the pandemic. Before COVID, I never dreamed of using 
all of my vacation days, number one. It was some kind of badge of honor to like have so many hours roll over into the next year. I would never want to win that competition ever again. But I definitely never thought of using them to stay home and quote unquote, do nothing. As I mentioned about midway through 2020, we really began to sink in that travel wasn't coming back anytime soon. And that is what I had used all of my PTO days for up until that point. So I started taking days off just for me. And I couldn't believe that I hadn't done this sooner. I realized that I began to show up better in so many areas of my life. And I would actually come back to work recharged instead of, I know we've all said it, needing a vacation from my vacation. And I was more present at home instead of being bitter or burned out. This is one of my favorite practices that I continue to implement in my life. I know this looks different for everyone in terms of paid vacation or not paid vacation or how many days you're allotted from your company. But for me, I try to incorporate at least one me day a month that I use to either lay on the couch, go on my own adventure, or just focus on something in my life that needs more attention from me. So that might be working on my business. That might be spending time with my husband or my kids. Or maybe I'm craving a brunch or girls day. The key to this is it's up to me. I get to choose how I spend that time. And again, it might be literally laying on the couch all day and binging my favorite Netflix show. But listening to what my body and my soul are asking for And then taking time off to honor that helps me feel balanced and it actually recharges my batteries in the areas that need it most. So let's recap. Number one, making space for focus time on my calendar. Number two, turn off email and chat notifications on my phone. Number three, protect my most creative times of the day. And number four, take days to rest or focus on other areas of my life that need attention. So let me just end by saying I am not perfect. These habits I've created over time and they have significantly impacted how I show up at work and at home. But please don't listen to this and think I no longer struggle (laughs) with my old tendencies. It's not like turning on and off a light switch. Showing up for myself takes conscious effort and focus on those positive habits that help me set myself up for success. When I catch myself falling back into trends that don't serve me, I remind myself that I am in control of my life and I have the ability to create how I want it to look. My favorite question to ask myself when I need to check in, and this is something that you could do too, just ask, what is my life asking of me right now? What is my life asking of me right now? And when I reflect on this question and answer honestly, the next right step always becomes clear. And that's all we can do in life is focus on the next right step. So I want to leave you with a challenge. I want you to think about three things you can commit to doing right now 
to prioritize yourself. They can be three of the practices that I mentioned already, or they can be something else that resonates with you. Maybe something that's been tugging at you for a while that you feel like you need to do, but you haven't taken action. Take a moment right now, unless you're driving, and write them down. Just pause me. I'll wait. I want you to make that commitment to yourself here today. And just to hold you accountable, share it with me. Send me a DM. Send me a message. What are the things that you are going to implement in your life to allow you to show up as your highest self? Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I hope that my story resonates with you and it inspires you to maybe think of your career and your life from a slightly different perspective. You are in control of what that looks like. The only thing we have to change is ourselves. And we can start showing up in a much different way that really allows us to become our highest selves. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you'd like to continue this conversation, connect with me on Instagram and say hello. You can find me at Amanda Riffey underscore coaching. In the meantime, if you know you are ready to step into your next level of success and want to completely accelerate your personal and professional growth, let's work together. I offer one-on-one and group coaching as well as on-demand self-study options. There's really something for everyone. To learn more, visit my website at acrprofessionalcoaching.com or send me a DM on Instagram and start a conversation. And don't worry, I truly want all of us to succeed. So I promise I will never steer you wrong. Let's create a career and life you love. Chat with you again soon.